I'm just going to start off straight from the scripture. We're going to we're going to go through a few scriptures and um, then I'll tie it together for you. So, if everybody could turn to the beginning, I'm sorry I don't have a computer hooked up to to play up there. I tried to get Brian to do it, but I don't know. He's too busy working on those 24/7 things. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, yeah, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. I'm trying to find it myself. Oops, I better have some notes out here before I get confused. Genesis chapter 1. We're going to go to verse 27. All right. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. This is the first thing recorded that God said to man. Be fruitful and multiply. Reproduce. Make more just like you. Have control over the earth. Rule over the earth. Let's move on. Let's move on. Chapter 4 of Genesis. Chapter 4, begin at verse 3. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstlings of the flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. If you do well, will you not be accepted? See, this is the very beginning. This is the very beginning, and it is in people's hearts to worship God. It is in their hearts to sacrifice to Him. And sacrifice to the Lord is a form of worship. This is the way they worship God. In the very beginning, their desire is to worship God. But God, you know, he, he had a way of doing things. And He said, if you do well, won't you be accepted? If you do what I tell you to do, won't you be accepted? Let's move on. Exodus chapter 32. Exodus 32, and we'll start at verse 1. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, Okay, break off your golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. 
So all the people broke off all their golden earrings which they had in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand, fashioned it with an engraving tool, and made a molded calf. Then they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. That's capital L. Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And then it goes on to say that um, God looked down, saw what was going on with the children of Israel, told Moses, you know, I'm going to kill them all. I'm going to wipe them all out. They've sinned against me. They've made other gods before me. Moses pleads before him and, um, and uh, gets him to, you know, not do that. But this is what happened. Moses went up on the mountain. The people were scared. He was gone. And it's in the people's heart, we've got to worship. We've got to worship. We've got to worship. Make us something to worship, Aaron. Make us something to worship. It's in their heart to worship. It's in man's heart to worship from the very beginning. That God said, you're not doing the right thing. You're not doing what I told you. Have no image before me. That was before worship. Have no image before me. Let's move on. 1 Samuel 15. First Samuel 15, here we go. Now, beginning at verse 3, this is the Lord speaking to Saul. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man, woman, infant, and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Going down to verse 7. And Saul attacked the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. He also took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, and the lambs, and all that was good and were willing to utterly and were, and were unwilling to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. And then it goes on to say, the Lord saw that. The Lord saw that, and he said, I am sorry that I ever made Saul king. And further on in chapter 16, it says that the Lord took his spirit away from Saul. And Saul, you know, Samuel goes to Saul over in, um, on in verse like uh, 18 through 20. Samuel goes to Saul and said, What have you done? I hear the lowing of of uh, oxen and I hear the baying of the sheep in my ears and and Saul proclaimed, he, he says to Samuel look you know we saw this stuff and it's good and we were wanting to sacrifice it to the Lord we'll take this stuff and sacrifice it to the Lord we'll take this stuff and we'll worship God with it and Samuel said in verse 22 has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than worship. And I know that's a hard thing. I know that's a hard thing. 
to obey is better than worship. People have been worshiping God from the very beginning. But what He wants us to do is obey Him. Obey Him. To obey is better than worship. But there's nothing wrong with worship. Worship is good. But He wants our obedience to go with worship. He wants our obedience. With our obedience, worship is glorious. Not long ago, uh, a few weeks ago, Pastor Byron told a dream that Carrie had had, and I was just reminded of it this morning. In this dream, me and Carrie were walking through uh, like a big neighborhood, and there was big houses all around, and we came to this one place where there was a huge building off of the ground. In the air, you could see all the way through it, underneath it. And the name on the building was Jesus Christ. This was a church. You could see all the way through underneath it. And the people ran out from the building and grabbed hold of me and arrested me. And she took off running as fast as she could to get away. They arrested me and they grabbed me and pulled me inside. See, the building was called Jesus, Jesus Christ. And the people worshipped the church. The people worshipped the church. The people worshipped everything that went on in the church. They worshipped the worship. They worshipped the programs. And they were gathering people in to, to get into their programs. A little bit ago, Elijah said, Jesus is a chief cornerstone. He is a chief cornerstone. But Jesus gave us some instructions. He gave us some instructions. He told us some things to do. He told us some things to obey. Just like Saul, Saul went off. God told him, do this, Saul. Do this. And Saul goes out and says, well, I think the Lord would like this a little better than what he told me to do. And he comes back with this the other. And the Lord was so angry. He didn't want Saul's worship. He didn't want Saul's worship. He wanted his obedience. Obedience then worship would have been great. But he wanted his obedience. You know, um, Dennis DeGrasse was here a few weeks ago. And he brought a word to us about idols. He said you know, that we need to check ourselves. Do we have idols? Idols is anything that we put before the Lord. Anything that is more important than Him in our lives. Do we have idols? Anything that is more important. And that could also be anything that is more important than what He tells us to do. Anything that we think is more important than what He tells us can be an idol. Why has He told us to do? Do we want to do what He tells us to do? Or do we want to do what we think is right to do? Do we want to come up with things that we think is better for the Lord than what He actually told us? You know, everybody says that they want to do what God wants them to do. Everybody says that they want to obey the Lord. Well, let's do that. Why aren't we doing that? Or are we doing it? What has He told us? What has He told us to do? Are we missing something? 
Let's see. Let's see. What did Jesus tell us to do? I'm going to read this to you kind of quick because I don't think you could follow along with it that quick because I got my places already marked. But this is what Jesus said to do. Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and you are witnesses of these things. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is what He told us to do. This is what He told us to do. What are we doing? Are we doing this? This is what He told us to do. If this is what we were doing, it would permeate every single thing that we are about in this place every single thing. This is the most important thing that he said. This is what, these are the instructions that he left for us before he left. Do you know the parable? I told you this a couple weeks ago, the parable of the, the three servants. They had different talents. One had ten talents. One had five talents. One had one talent. These are the talents. This is the talents. This is the talents. Have we taken this talent and hid it inside these walls because we were scared put it out there? Have we hid it inside here? Because let me tell you something. It ain't reaching nobody in here. It's not reaching nobody in here. You can preach the gospel to people who have the gospel every single day and the kingdom of God will not grow one bit. He wants His kingdom to grow. He is about His kingdom growing. He didn't send His Son to die for the whole world for us just to stay in here and be blessed because there's more people out there that He wants to be blessed. There's more people out there. He wants His kingdom to grow. He's about His kingdom growing. And the way it happens is by going out there, by reaching people, by telling people about Him. You know, speaking this to me too this is to me how many people have I told about Jesus how many people have I reached I'm not out there telling people about Jesus I'm not I'm supposed to be that's what he said to do if we do this then all of this all of this will be glorious we've got to do this first the history of the church, the recent history of the church, has not been focused on this. Everybody's saying, where's the signs? Where's the signs and wonders? Where's the power of God? Where is it? 
Lord, when are you going to pour out your power on the church? And he said, when are you going to do what I told you to do? He wants us to do this. To do this, then worship Him. Do this and worship Him. Do this and teach the children. Do this and teach the youth. Do this and have home groups. Do this and worship. Do this. This is what I told you to do. These are exactly what I told you to do. Don't worry about the other things. They'll fall right into place. Worry about what I told you to do. There are people out there that He died for. I watched The Passion last night. I mean, I've seen it before, but Carrie bought it the other day, and we watched it last night, and it's just all new, all real again, and you know, so much that He took for us. And in the movie, in the movie, He said, I, I make all things new. Make all things new. He made a way for everybody. But we can't hold it in here. We can't hide the light in here. Because it gets so bright, that it'll drive you crazy. we got to we got to let the light out. we got to take it out. And it's not enough to coin this cliche that's been going on. Just live the good Christian life and people will see it. No, you got to do that anyway. But he said, go and tell. we got to quit being scared. we got to quit being scared to tell people about him. got to quit being scared that people won't think that we're cool enough. Well, let me tell you something. A lot of people say, well... You know, don't worry what they say. It's cool to follow God. Well, to the world, it's not cool to follow God. It's not. And it's never going to be. It's not. So you've got to rise above that. Because he said that they hated me and they will hate you. So if you're trying to please the world and be cool to the world, it just ain't going to work. It's not going to work. The two won't go together. It's time to do what He said for us to do. It's time to get out there and to reach people, to tell them about Jesus, to tell them how He died for them, to tell them how, how much that He loves them. Now, the Holy Spirit has been, has been working here recently. He's been touching people's hearts. He's been, he's been getting on hands to panic and buzz his heart. And that they and, and Victoria Diddle they've been leading this heat training. He's been he's been touching people's hearts. He's been stirring their hearts and turning their hearts. They said we got to go out and start reaching people. He's starting to make us aware of what we've been missing. He's starting to show us, look, you gotta do what I told you to do. Now, it's not a condemnation thing because, you know what? He loves you whether you, do, whether you do this or not. He does. Because He paid the most price that anybody could ever pay for you. The most. There's no more that could be paid. You're that valuable. So, He's not mad. He's not mad. He bought you. He loves you. He's not mad. When he places things in an order, it's because they work right that way. Not because he's mad. Not because he wants to 
rule over you and, and tell you what to do, but so that it will be well with you. So it will be well with us. Do what I told you to do because that's the order of things. And it will be well. Your worship will be glorious. Your meetings will be glorious. My presence will fill them. Lord, I just ask that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, change our mindset. It's a whole new way of looking at things, Lord. Looking at things from, from your perspective. What you told us to do. Lord, let that be our, our foundation. With you, the chief cornerstone. What you told us to do. So that we can accomplish for your kingdom what you set out to accomplish. Not so that we can just hide, enjoy your presence, and hide it from the rest of the world. Lord, show us. Show us how. Show us how to do what you told us to do. Lord, give us that, that strength. Give us that, that go, that drive. Give us that boldness. Give us that boldness. Take away that fear of man that permeates the church. Give us that boldness. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your Holy Spirit just like you did then in Acts. Because when you did it then, they went out and they told people about you told people about you. Lord, fill us that way. In Jesus' name.